Welcome to the United Church Podcast. We're a new church here in Seattle committed to an ethic of love and walking in the ways of Jesus. We're striving to be a people united, united with Jesus, each other, ourselves, and the world around us. We hope you're encouraged and challenged by this week's homily. May the peace of Christ be with you. Orange. The sky was orange when I woke up yesterday. Smoke floating thick through the air. If you've been over to our place for the New Year's Eve fireworks in the past, you know that we only live four blocks away from the Space Needle. I I mean, it's right there in full view from our deck. But yesterday, it was gone, veiled by the orange smoke and ash, fires raging all around us, coming as close as Bonnie Lake. A few days ago, 330,000 acres burned in Washington state in a 24-hour period, more than the previous 12 years combined. Entire towns have been demolished, communities torn apart, lives lost to the walls of fire that span the entire west coast of these United States. In fact, did you know that that large plumes of smoke from these wildfires have made its way across the United States into Europe and and even into Central Asia? You're welcome, world. And all around us, firefighters and the incarcerated are working tirelessly, only visible to us on the news as they struggle and fight night and day to battle these raging infernos. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. And yes, I said the incarcerated. Inmates from medium and low security prisons are working for as little as $1 an hour, putting their lives and bodies in harm's way for as little as $10 a day. Thank you, 13th Amendment, for creating a new faux slavery to fight these fires, a government-sanctioned system of indentured servitude, tucked away, hidden from our conscience but in full view for all to see and rationalize. And here I sit in my apartment with an air conditioner running at full blast and air filter circulating on the regular and my inhaler in my hand 24 hours a day, all in the hopes that the smoke passes soon, that these ragged and tired crews of firefighters and inmates can silence these raging fires and that my asthmatic lungs can experience some reprieve so that my eyes will stop their perpetual sting and the, the scratch and the burn will disappear from my throat. And I know I'm not alone in this. Some of you have fashioned your own air filters out of box fans, have juggled the decision of how and when to open windows to get a bit of relief from the heat, weighing the pros and cons of heat versus smoke infiltrating your apartments, waiting for the AQI to dip below 200, hoping that for these few moments of relief, your apartment won't be completely inundated with smoke and ash. Those of you who also deal with horrendous respiratory issues and pains, struggling day and night just to catch your breath, to inhale for just a moment, one full breath, just one moment of relief before beginning the process of struggle anew. As you you repeat the lament over and over again, I can't breathe.
I oftentimes gaze out of the windows of my apartment, coffee cradled gently in my hands, watching people as they walk by, noticing their smiles, listening to their laughter rise to my window. But in these past few days, as the streets grow increasingly silent, as a new form of self-isolation and quarantine visits us, I, I see the houseless wandering in these post-apocalyptic orange with nowhere to go, with no reprieve from the smoke that chokes me as I stand in the closed window of my air-filtered apartment. Uh, all around us, there is so much pain, a pain that we can see, a pain that confronts us, and there's a pain that remains silent, staring at us, begging us to notice. A pain that hides in the dark shadows and recesses of our society, pleading with us to notice, to act. There's unspeakable pain, like raging infernos, burning all around us, destroying lives and communities at will. And sometimes we barely notice as we sit in the midst of a global pandemic, as we approach the 200,000 death mark here in the United States. An unthinkable number. A number that I still cannot quite wrap my mind around. A number that grows by around 1,000 per day. 1,000. And yet a number that still feels so abstract. A number that is filled with so much pain. Unspeakable pain and loss, a number that represents children, sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, grandparents, families marked and scarred for the remainder of their days to a pandemic that has been ignored, downplayed, and lied about by the elected. The author Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie encapsulated this pain that is being experienced by so many when writing about the sudden loss of her own father. For the rest of my life, I will live with my hands outstretched for things that are no longer there. Can we sit here for a moment? As we gaze out of our windows into the orange abyss, as we live in a country of death, masquerading as a land of life, can we sit here for a moment and allow the pain and the grief to wash over us? Can we sit here for a moment and recognize that this isn't the way things are supposed to be? This isn't the way the world was meant to exist. For creation is groaning. It is waiting. It is hoping in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed that it will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Last summer, as we made our way through the Lord's Prayer line by line, 
I was completely struck by the lens through which Hannah gave us, something that has continued to change the way I see these lines of the Lord's Prayer. That these words actually represent a deep form of lament, of recognizing that this world is not as it should be. That we are inhabiting a world that is groaning in eager anticipation expecting the children of God to be revealed, to do the work of revealing the kingdom of God here in our midst. Do you feel this in your spirit? Does your spirit groan? Does your spirit agonize over the cloud of pain we inhabit? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uncle Henry wrote about this agonizing pain and suffering. How do we wait for God, he wrote. We wait with patience. But patience does not mean passivity. Waiting patiently is not like waiting for the bus to come, the rain to stop, or the sun to rise. It is an act of waiting, in which we live the present moment to the full, in order to find there the signs of the one we are waiting for. The word patience, he continues, comes from the Latin verb pathior, which means to suffer. Waiting patiently is suffering through the present moment, tasting it to the full, and letting the seeds that are sown in the ground on which we stand grow into strong plants. Waiting patiently always means paying attention to what is happening right before our eyes, and seeing there the first rays of God's glorious coming. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. This is why we pray together as a community. We pray out of lament for the way that things are, but we also pray out of hope for the renewal and restoration of all of creation. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For the renewal and restoration of relationships, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For the renewal and restoration of ourselves, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. For the renewal and restoration of our relationship with God. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so today, for the next several moments, I want us to pray together as a community to hold this space together in intention of seeing the world as it is and knowing that it is not as it should be. There will be words on the screen, and I want to invite you to pray them with me, to pray together. And as the incense rises up in front of you, visualize these, the prayers of our community, rising up to meet God from all over the city, our state, and this land. Let us pray together in one accord. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon the earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy or imprisoned, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. Take these next few moments to pray for yourself and for others. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you as you pray. Spend a few moments in prayer for our own church community, for those who are struggling, for those whom you haven't seen in a while, for those whom you need to connect with. Again, let us pray. suffering here and abroad.
spend a few moments in prayer for the city. Spend a few moments in prayer for our country, for those in authority, for our elected. Stay with us. Be our companion in the way. Kindle our hearts and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in Scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for listening to this week's homily. If you're in Seattle, we'd love for you to join us at 1316 Third Avenue West in Queen Anne. If you'd like to support our efforts, please visit unitedchurch.gives to partner with us financially. Be in peace and God bless.